I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Amplify Your Impact. Today, I have a guest. He is going to help us learn how to thrive during these times. And my guest today is Gavin Preston. Gavin is an inspirational speaker, business strategist, author, business growth mentor, and host of the Business Mastermind podcast. So go check that out. He works with business owners and entrepreneurs to develop the creative strategies to accelerate growth and double their business in a year. And we want to welcome Gavin on to the show. Gavin, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Suzanne. Thank you very much for having me on the uh, on the show. Well, let's start out getting to know you a little bit um, because you have so much good information to tell us about uh, that is super relevant to the times we are living in. Um, but let's first get to know you. Uh, what is your background like? What what are you? Uh, an expert in? So I'm a business strategist. I'm an expert in helping businesses to scale and grow. But for 25 years, I've been working within businesses from larger corporates to small SMEs, um, working on improving performance, whether that be of individuals through coaching them, uh, whether it be through on teams and teams performance, um, through to organizations, and more latterly, a lot of time spent with high growth uh, entrepreneurial businesses that had hit a plateau, but really wanted to get back into growth. And I've been helping them to sort of grow the the revenues, but importantly, grow the profits and uh, achieving some impressive results, um, including, as you mentioned, a number of businesses that I've worked with that have doubled their revenues in, in a year. And so how did you, like, obviously people need help with this. Um, what drew you? I'm always really interested in, like, you know, when we dive into, like, why do we do what we do? Like, what drew you to this? What gets you excited about about this topic? There's kind of two parallel threads to my sort of working life and career. Um, one was qualifying, training and qualifying with KPMG as a chartered accountant and a really solid business grounding and commercial grounding. But what really set my sort of uh, uh, heart on fire and fire in my belly was uh, being really interested since the age of 15 in self-help and personal development and how people achieve more. And my dad, when I was uh, studying for my we call them GCSEs in the UK, so the exams I would take at 16 years old, he handed me a book out of the US. He worked for the English arm of the British arm of an American sales company. And he was handed a book called The Success System That Never Fails by W. Clement Stone. So, and um, W. Clement Stone was a great friend of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And in this book, in W. Clement Stone's book, was Napoleon Hill's famous quote, what the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. So as a 15-year-old, my dad sat me down and handed me this book and said, Gavin, read this. And say to yourself what the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. achieve. And think about getting nine A's at these exams um, and say that to yourself 50 times a day and you'll get your nine A's. And I went, okay, dad, I didn't know any different. And so I did. 
what the Magnum League Magnitude think about nine A's fifty times a day in the build up to and through in the exams, and I got my nine A's and it blew my mind. And so since the age of fifteen or sixteen, you know, my very next book was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I was fifteen or sixteen years old. I, since then, I just got captivated in learning everything I could, um, reading books, attending seminars, listening to audio programs. And then I kind of let that sort of drop back a bit, started my accountancy career. and um, But just before I started my accountancy career, I completed a dissertation at university around the common traits of successful entrepreneurs. And in my research, I came across a book that was different to what I'd experienced before. And it was none other than Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. And then, of course, Unlimited Power. And uh, he was about to come to the UK back in 92 for the very first UK UPW. And I wrote to them and said, uh, "Can I, I'm a student, I'm researching this subject, can I have a discounted or free ticket? And they wrote back to me to say, thank you for volunteering to be on staff. So uh, I attended his first, as on the fire team of his first UPW. So I, I then started this parallel route of being trained in NLP and the business master practitioner of NLP and learning my coaching skills. I got a secondment in the corporate that I worked for to move from a finance role into a leadership development and a coaching and a change management role. And I took it, I was like a duck to water. So I was able to apply the kind of commercial and consulting skills that I developed. And then I'll add to those, these new skills around coaching, behavioral change, facilitation, um, which really then sparked a decade of executive coaching in uh, in corporate. So the fact that I've I've got both these elements to my skill set has really helped me cut through in the world of business. Yeah, that I mean, it sounds like I mean you're the guy to go to <laughs> with that background. <laughs> so what are you like? What is the problem that businesses are facing right now? Like we're going through such unprecedented times and seemed like for a while things were getting better and we were kind of getting through the tunnel with the light at the end. And now it kind of seems like this might linger for a while. So like, what, what, what's going on? What are the problems that businesses are facing? I think the first thing is uncertainty and it's really affecting everybody's planning ability and planning horizons. So when we first were, you know, earlier on in this year, as this rippled around the world and, and countries and, and states went into lockdown, the immediate impact on businesses was how am I going to survive? How am I going to be able to pay my employees? How am I going to get grants, furlough, whatever that's going to be? So cash, cash flow, cash flow forecasting was was paramount. And I think for most people, certainly for, uh, for me and for the clients that I work with, our planning horizon was oh, after the summer, September, we will see some resurgence and then it, then the, at least the virus would have gone away. I fully expected there to be a global deep recession because you can't shut down the financial economies of so many countries around the world simultaneously without there being a significant long-term impact. But what's becoming now very, very aware, obviously in the US, the UK and elsewhere around the world, is that we're going to have a second wave. US and certain states, of course, are going back into lockdown now. So that's shifted or, or caused some uncertainty in people's planning and focus. And I'm seeing, you know, mindset's key for everything in life and in business and a mastery of our emotions is essential. And I'm seeing sort of three categories of people in business at the moment. There are those that are rabbit in the headlights. They, their thinking is paralyzed by the so many unknowns. There are those that are head in the sand thinking it'll be all right in September, it'll be business as usual. And then finally, those that are going, 
there's an opportunity or there are opportunities here. Let's work out how while others are either paralyzed or or, or napping, you know, they're, they're in hibernation until it goes away, then at least we can seek an opportunity to grow our market share. So I think the, the link between those to get from paralysis to looking for opportunities is to run a number of planning scenarios, is to come up with different planning options because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long it's going to be until a vaccine and if it's the vaccine going to be rolled out very quickly and yes, the virus is gone and then we need to just work on the economy. We don't know that. So we've got to work through in our respective businesses, you know, a series of different plans to, you know, plan out different scenarios. And when you're able to do that, it gives you some confidence, A, that you can come up with a plan, that B, you, you've got alternative routes and it, it takes some of the anxiety, some of the worry, some of the stress out of the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, you I agree with you hundred percent. It's like, that's, that's what I feel like. I have gone through that, especially in the beginning. And then, you know, we all try to find our way through it. And those that are kind of just waiting and trying to ride this thing out and not really figuring out how to, how to use it as an opportunity. I think they're the ones that are, are struggling a bit. That was something that I had to go through too, is like, okay, how can, like, how do I need to shift a little bit and actually make this a time to thrive and not just survive, which is something that you, um, that's pretty much your motto (laughs) and you're, you're releasing a book about the subject. So, I mean, if you had to boil it down to like the number one thing that if someone listening here is going through that struggle of their, maybe their, their revenue has dropped. Maybe, I mean, most of the people listening to this podcast are entrepreneurs, most of them probably solo entrepreneurs and maybe they're not they're not so much worried about like how am i going to get my employees paid or how am i going to get my team paid but more of like how am i going to get my bills paid <laughs> you know my this is my livelihood so what would be your number one advice to them and we talked about like we have to shift a little bit but beyond that like what can they do today to take a step forward in the right direction depending on which phase you're in if you're in survive phase i'll take you through that or if you're plateauing want to get back to thrive i'll take you through that the first thing you should not do is put your head in the sand because let's just say that you have people you know ringing your business two three times a day chasing up invoices that supplier invoices that haven't been paid accounts payable and you just kept your hand in the sand they're going to get increasingly annoyed so there's a, a new, if you're in the survival phase, a new, a new monarch I've come up with it's conveniently spells cash because that's really important. <laughs> I love acronyms. So, yeah, yeah. So the first, the first C is confidence and, and mindset is everything. You have to have the confidence that you can get through this or that you and your team that can get through this and that you, because if you don't believe you can, if you don't believe that you have the resources, the capabilities to see yourself through this, then of course you won't. Now, we've all had, we know what business and life is like. We've had setbacks, we've had challenges, we've had opportunities that have um, not gone the way that we thought. And that each of those have caused us to grow and have the determination and tenacity. You're still in business. So you have got a track record of coming back from setbacks and coming up with creative solutions to problems, sometimes complex problems. So you need to sort of go back and remind yourself how good you really are and that you have solved problems in the past. So that's the confidence piece. This, the A of cash is analyze. Look at your cost base. Look at your spend. How, you know, little software subscriptions is a great little example of how many think little 999, 1999 kind of uh, price points that can go out of your, out of your bank every single month. So l- look where 
you're losing money, where there's leaky holes in the business, and where you can plug those, where you can save. I think in businesses large and small, you're now going to see a big shift from fixed costs to variable costs. So instead of, for example, big office spaces on fixed leases, you're going to see a lot more people obviously working from home and then meeting together, say, on a weekly basis for a team meeting in, in, in um, co-working spaces or meeting rooms and that sort of thing. You can, you'll probably see vehicles more and more on contract hire and on rental rather than being purchased. And, and staffing levels, you know, and, and employment levels. If you, you you employ or you staff up to your troughs, and then you fulfil your peaks with outsourcing, you get you, so you you keep your employment levels up to trough, and then you outsource up to manage your peaks in demand. Um, all of those things are going to be really important. The S is then is 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 kind of I've cheated. I put three S's here. So smooth, <laughs> and when I say smooth out your cash flows. The, the, the biggest challenge that will send businesses under, and I, and I saw this really from the age of 21, working in KPMG, in their insolvency corporate recovery department, so seeing healthy, profitable family businesses run out of cash and go bust. So, you know, if you've got income, cash coming into your business that doesn't match with the cash going out and you have holes in a week or in a, in a month, that's going to cause you problems. So, for example, I helped a client last year who was looking at a five hundred thousand pounds hole in his cash flow and he had one significant contract that just paid him revenue four times a year but he had big payments out to suppliers and subcontractors in between times so i just spread out the income from the customer and spread out the supply and rang had a conversation had a conversation with all the customers had a conversation with all the suppliers worked it all out on an excel or google sheets to plan it all out so the income and outflows matched the, the cash flow was smoother in terms of its line of your, your finishing bank balance. And the other thing that it does is that if you ring somebody up, a supplier, and say, look, we've got a few challenges. Literally, everybody's in the same boat now. Can you work with us? Can we work out a, a plan of paying back over three months or however? 99.9% of people will say yes. The worst thing you can do is just ignore their calls. And then um, that kind of talks to the the H of cash, which is help. You know, we need to be able to put our hand up and say, "Can you help me?" Whether whether that's a, a supplier that you're agreeing in a payment plan with, whether it's um, a friend in business who can act as a mentor, whether it's a coach or an external consultant, um, whether it's just a good friend that you need to share with. You just need to talk things through with people. It could be your bank, you know, you need your your, your accountant or whatever, but you, you need to be able to talk to people because. On the other side of that question, please, can you help me, lies a reservoir of resources, of compassion, of care. And I think it's Simon Sinek says that we can be so much more courageous when we know that somebody's got our back. I love I love so many things that you just went through. And honestly, I'm going to have to go listen to this episode again just to get out everything that you just said. A couple of things that I want to for the sake of myself and and those that might be listening of how to apply some of the things that you said to our businesses. Uh, One thing that stood out to me is smoothing out that cash flow. And you're talking about suppliers and and that kind of stuff. And you were talking about like four big payments throughout an entire year. And I'm I'm sitting over here thinking like, oh my gosh, I, I don't have four big payments throughout an entire year, but I have seen the benefit of spreading it out a little bit just from like rather than one big payment per month, letting the the, the customer or client make it in two payments because that helps me get an extra payment that month that you know I can 
have for you know the, the expenses sure. later on in the month. So even like for on sure. a smaller scale, on just like a month at a time, I'm thinking that that might be really, really helpful to to someone listening of like, you know, don't be afraid to allow your customers and clients to break up their amounts that they owe you into payments because it actually is really helpful to you as well to do that um, in a lot of cases, maybe not every case, but in a lot of cases. Well, let's just take your example there. So if you've got a customer that's paying you, say, on the 1st of the month and the 15th of the month, and previously they may have paid you on the 30th of the month, you know, you've got half of your money from them a whole 30 days earlier and the second half 15 days earlier than you would have had otherwise. And that helps you create what's called a positive cash flow cycle. Positive cash flow basically means the money comes into you before you have to pay the bills out. Most businesses run on a negative cash flow. The money goes out first to pay for raw materials, to pay for subcontract services, um, to pay for whether it be office, office rental, uh, employees, wages, etc., utility bills, etc. And then you get your money in from your customer, from your product or your service. And it really, really challenges um, your cash flow for growth. And also all you need is a setback with one or two customers paying you late. And then all of a sudden you've got cash flow challenges. That's a really good point. Because I was just thinking like how, if you are someone that is running that negative cash flow, like you're just always trying to keep up or you're always behind. How do we turn that around and make it so you feel like we're, you know, getting ahead and you answer my question of, you know, just find a couple of of clients that are willing to adjust their payments so that now- One of the best things that you can do with that is actually- were you now used to paying software as a service? Are you used to paying software? Instead of, if you can remember, years ago, we used to get Microsoft products and we'd pay several hundred dollars a year for the software. Yeah. Or when we just bought it, we bought it as a one-off and we didn't pay again, actually, until they brought out the next version. We're now used to paying for software, for example, on a monthly basis. And that that kind of um, monthly payment schedule is coming across all aspects of life. We're taking our phones on that basis. We're taking our cars on that basis. And we're renting more than ownership. So it's reasonable because there's that kind of SaaS model, software as a service model in so many different membership schemes in so many different areas to be able to talk to your customers about if you are billing them the similar amount every month, could you put them on a payment plan or a retainer? If you are doing projects or um, invoicing for the supply of goods or products, and they're different each time, you know, you could ask for 25% or 50% on deposit on booking and then the balance to you on delivery. So, and I think at this moment in time, everybody's acknowledging that that's probably quite a reasonable thing for you to do. But my, my biggest point to stress here is get on the phone and talk to people. Get on the phone to talk to people. I, I worked, as well as having spent 25 years helping other businesses grow, I've I've jumped the other side of the fence and I've worked on a board of directors scaling a business. And what an amazing lesson it was for me. You know, some people say, ask, or investors would ask, how many times have you cycled? And what they mean by that is how many times have you taken a business to its rise, but then experiences the trigger points and the consequences and implications of its demise? And we took um, um, a business in the construction sector from 11.5 million to 19 million turnover in in just 18 months. It was phenomenal growth using actually the principles that in the Thrive part of the book, Survive and Thrive, that I'll be talking to you about. Um, Then our biggest customer went bust and took us down, owners 1.9 million, and it wasn't survivable for us. But here was a really interesting lesson learned. There were suppliers 
ringing up and uh, wanting to know when they were going to get paid. And my MD didn't know the answer because we didn't know when we were going to get paid. So we didn't return the calls. And what happened was those individuals went from frustrated to, you know, worried to frustrated to angry to, in some cases, enraged. And I'm not joking. We literally had somebody on the end of the phone threatening to come around and hit us over the head with a baseball bat. He was so, no, that's scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just rang up and I spoke, I spoke to the, the, every one of these people. And singly, the one thing that they all said was, oh, thank you, you're talking to us. We understand where you're at. Can you keep us up to date? And if you're just a genuine human being, you're reasonable and you're straight with people and you'll say that when you believe you'll get, be able to pay them and you might have to pay them in installments, virtually everybody's going to go, yeah, I get it. You know, I want to help you. I want to support you. Yeah. Definitely. I found that to be true as well. Like, I mean, I mean, what's the alternative? They don't get paid. <laughs> so, they don't I mean, get paid at all. Besides them being, you know, most people are understanding and nice and, and genuine about it. But aside from that, I mean, if they don't, they don't agree with you, they risk you walking away and not paying anything and they have to chase you down. So it's always better to be nice. And so if you them. take action now, if you go out there and you either increase your overdraft, you get some of the government support packages, um, and you, you, you sorted your cash position. Now, the thing that you need to be thinking about between before we have the second wave here in the UK, that, that the medical profession are predicting the second wave will be October, even actually November, actually is the latest thinking okay. here in the UK. Yeah. Um, obviously the weather changes, climate's different, obviously it is to you, but that's when it's the temperature noticeably drops off and that's the kind of the trigger point of their planning. So I, I think what we need to do is be able to keep a word front of mind. And actually this is one word that I am hearing more and more in business owners, and that's the word of adaptability. Mm-hmm. And I think adaptability is the combination of, being flexible and being open, which is the mindset thing, being open to new ways of doing things. So I think you should use the time between now and the autumn to be planning your plan A, your plan B, your plan C, your plan D, because we don't know exactly how bad it's going to be, whether there is a vaccine, as I've already said by then, and whether it will have rolled out sufficiently. I also think you need to be keeping yourself healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that I've made sure that I've done consistently through this last three or four months is is that increase my exercise levels and and and, increase, and and I can because I've been at home, so I've been able to do that. But um, I think we should be keeping our mind healthy, feeding ourselves with things that inspire us, that give us hope, listening to podcasts like yours, Susan. These are things that will actually uplift us and believe that we're amongst friends and we can find a way together. We'll leave it at that, right? <laughs> but uh, Gavin, I do want to know about your book. You said it is coming out. Is that correct? What can you tell yeah, us so, so end of July, 30th of July. So the book's called Survive and Thrive. And that's how to secure, scale and succeed in business. And there are really two distinct parts. If you are in that survival mode, then I'll take you through the things you can do in a lot of detail to sort the cash out, increase your revenues, reduce your expenses and keep that business boat afloat. But most importantly, if you want to grow and scale, you want to thrive Growth is hungry on cash. Growth is hungry and demanding on people and systems. So we've got to build that foundation for the growth. And that's what the first part survives about. Set part two is about thrive. And it's a, I've got a proven six part business model called the strategy compass. And the aim of the model, there's nothing new in that. It's a combination and brought a number of different concepts together that aren't normally brought to, brought together. So for example, there's, there's a deep dive on strategy 
but there's also a deep dive on mindset. And you don't normally get mindset and strategy in the same book together. So I've used this six-step process, the strategy compass, on many occasions to sustainably scale businesses and to transform the engagement and the performance of the teams within those businesses. Sounds great. Like, I can't get, wait to get my hands on that book because I think it'll be really, really helpful. And I love that you have strategy and mindset together because like you said, you don't often get those things together, but they're so mindset is so important and kind of a prerequisite. So I love that. Where will people be able to uh, get your book when it is available? Yes, yeah, so if you go to www.surviveandthrive.cc, surviveandthrive.cc. Awesome. Great. And uh, Gavin, it looks like you also hang out on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, You guys can go find him, Gavin Preston, just search that and you will find him. You'll be able to connect and uh, anything else that you would like to leave us with? Yeah, so yes, I have a podcast like uh, like yourself. So my podcast is the Business Mastermind Podcast, Business Mastermind Podcast. So check out the podcast, and there's uh, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of value uh, like Susan does with her podcast there for you. Great, thank you so much, Gavin, for being with us, and we got so much, so many gold nuggets, so much value out of what you said today. And I really encourage everyone listening to if you just listen to this through on, a, you know, on a drive in your car or while you were working or something. Do yourself a favor, go back, listen to it again, and write down some notes, and then take some action on what Gavin said, and really make sure you're thriving during this time and what's to come instead of just surviving. We don't want that. We want to be thriving. So thank you, Gavin. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out profunneldesigns.com where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning, if you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to profunneldesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.